Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bottomless Popcorn. I am Morgan Brown, the host of the show. Uh, I've got another exciting episode this week of Bottomless Popcorn. Uh, We've got a childhood friend of mine who has gone on to become quite the uh, stand-up comedy and YouTube uh, sensation in Australia. Uh, We've known each other since we're about 14, 13 or 14 years old now. Uh, And I've remained friends, gone to the movies heaps in our teenage years together. Um, but excited to really have him on and talk about movies today. So let's get straight into it. Please welcome Isaac Butterfield. G'day, everybody. I'm Isaac Butterfield. The last movie that I watched was actually Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. I've yet to get to Part 2, but I'm sure that'll happen shortly. Very good. How are you? How are you doing? Good, mate. Good. Just cruising. What's uh, how's, how's the podcast? It's going all right, I think. We've recorded a few of them now. Um, so I feel like it's been quite exciting and... Some of my friends that I've done it with have actually answered with far opposite of what I suspected they would say for like their favorite films and stuff, which I found right. quite surprising. And I've even got some you, of yours. Well, what did you clear, think of my, my answers? I was expecting some sport ones in there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I thought maybe there might be some, I had a suspicion that it's not a spoiler because it doesn't show up for you, but I was thinking for some reason, the longest yard with Adam Sandler might be. Oh, come on. I'm better than that. Bit of sport. I'm better than that. Bit of comedy. Coach Carter's a great movie. Coach Carter's a great movie. Yeah. Um, Remember the Titans is a great movie. Ever watch that? It is, yes. Awesome film. I always used to watch that before a big game of footy or whatever. Um, (laughs) Back in the Dizzy. Um, the 97 grand final, probably my favorite film. Uh, I haven't is. watched that in a while. I'm surprised uh, no one's bought the rights to make that a feature film yet. It's crazy. They really should. They really should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, mate, what I, good Australian like rugby league films are there? Have you seen Footy Legends with Arndo? I have seen that. The final winter is not a bad film. That's I mean, the not, Matt Nabel yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a yeah. bad film. I mean, for the budget and that, it's, it's a typical Australian film. Like it has a lot of promise, but just sucks. Um, but I mean, that's what you get with Australian films, isn't it? True. Allegedly. Unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> All right. Do you want to jump straight into it? We're going to go to the movies today and you've picked okay. everything we're going to watch. You've picked our three trailers and you've picked our main feature film. The main event. Looking forward before, to it. Exactly. Before we walk in, we're going to stop at the candy bar. What snacks are you getting here? Mate, we're getting a, uh, am I getting you or am I getting me? Well, you can get us or you can get you. No, no, you're not having anything. You're on keto, okay? I'm having a, yeah. some time off. You can have your little twiggy sticks over in the corner. Although you can <laughs> get some you can get some um some good keto snacks for the movies, some peanuts. Uh, but you have to get them from uh from Woolies or Coles or whatever. So here's uh, what it is. Guys. Yep. Yeah, fucking oath. I always no shoe slices are pretty good, actually. I rate those. Are they? The they are. uh the the no shoes are good. They're in near um, like bread rolls and stuff. If you if you're at Woolworths, um, you can get the, the carrot cakes. Good. I like the vanilla one. The um, the blondies. The like bl- no 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 no. The blondies are all right if you put them in the microwave for a little bit. But the cut the birthday cake ones, I think they're called or something like that. Okay. They're quite good. Um, but I'll anyway, I think we're going. Next. We're going off topic. 
if I was at the candy bar or the concession stand, I would definitely go for a vanilla choc top. Oh, okay. I know. I I have always been, I don't mind the chocolate. I've always been strawberry over chocolate, which I know is outrageous. But a good old vanilla choc top in the movies is not bad. Get you there. Okay. It really does. But you also got to get a drink because I like to watch things whilst I'm doing things with my hands and stuff and all that type sure. of shit. So, yeah. These, yeah, these ones. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, specific kinds of films. Oh, yes. Very good. All right, so you're ignoring the popcorn? You're not getting any of that? No, nah, I hate popcorn. Yeah. Movie popcorn, overrated. Other popcorn you get in bags at the shops, not bad. Movie popcorn, overrated. No, 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 no. Not, they're, they're terrible too. They're like the sweet as popcorns and the caramel ones oh, you can get from okay. the shops. Yeah, yeah, the flavored ones and stuff. I see what you mean. Yeah, they're not bad. Um, they're good. But the the movie popcorn, highly overrated, over overtly salty. Can leave you with a headache if you go too hard. And I've been to the movies with you. I know how hard you go with those. Oof, it's delicious. <laughs> it's the absolute stuff. Two bags of Maltesers in there, just <laughs> jumping in and swimming. <laughs> two bags. That's never happened ever. Shit. Um, and uh, it's not, I don't get me wrong, I don't mind it, but I wouldn't go for it. Vanilla Choc Top, uh, Coke Zero. I know your particular movie theater that you enjoy doesn't have Coke Zero. They're yeah, we're Pepsi Cinema. That's disgusting. Um, hence why I don't go there anymore. Has nothing to do it's with the It's literally the last place we went to. Yeah, I know. Where did we, what did we see? Hey, Morgan, there? I'd like to watch Jungle Cruise at the cinema you used to work at that sells Pepsi and not Coke, please. It's how I remember that one. Is that, is that you? Are you doing an impression of Claire Dixon there? Because that certainly wasn't me who said <laughs> that. was that. you. There was no part of me that wanted to. Like... I didn't want to see Jungle Cruise, but it was a good movie. I'm glad we did. Because I, yes. I hadn't seen the trailer. I thought it was like the Jungle Book movie, but it wasn't like that at all. No it was way. actually quite good. Um, can you, do you remember the first movie you ever saw at the movies? Yeah. Toy Story. Um, we went to Nando's yeah. beforehand. I would have been five years old or whatever. What what year did the first Toy Story movie to come Someone out? else, I did this with someone the other day and they said they thought it was Toy Story 2 and we looked it up and it came out like the year we were born. It's like 94 or 93, the first 95 is the first one. There you go. So it must Well, have- it might have been two. So I was two years old. Toy Story 2 was 1999. So I would have been um six nah that yeah. seems too old i don't yeah. know whatever it was it could have been like um, a rerun like it could have been brought back for a, a good a bit because that happened a fair bit back in the I remember and stuff i did it happens yeah, a lot right. more now especially after this pandemic too you know they've got yeah. like a lot of older stuff well we went to nando's i got chicken nuggets and my dad fell asleep during the movie so that's what i remember from the toy story one or two or whatever it was yep I do remember. Do you remember when we were kids, actually, and we had one of those barbecues at uh, our friend's place and all the dads agreed to take us to go see... I'm sure you came with us. All the dads got pissed and agreed to take us to see the Simpsons movie the next day. Yeah, Did you come to this? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. And all the mums were cheering because they didn't want to watch it and all the dads yeah. had to take us hung over to watch the Simpsons movie the next day. That was... I saw the Simpsons movie the, that night and then the day later. Yeah. I think. I saw it two days in a row because I loved The Simpsons growing up. I still, I, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's still a good show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember going and seeing that and then seeing it the next day and the whole thing with the big dome and the EPA and yeah. it's a great film. It is. Great film. One of the best. It's really good. 
Um, what's a what's a movie you remember more for the experience around seeing it than the actual movie? I mean, I think one was just just kind of minus as you said that I went and saw Alien vs Predator, and sure. everyone was like someone in the sort of group I went with. I went with my friend who I was friends with at a primary school. We would have been like year five or whatever it was, or year six. And we went, I don't even know if we were over like the age. I think he might've had, I had to like sneak in or whatever. Sure. And his brother, who was like three or four years old, said, man, we saw it the other day. It's so loud when the, the big predator screams, you've got to cover your ears. And I can remember sitting there for the whole movie, just freaking out, just waiting for <laughs> it to happen, just freaking out for the entire time. Um, so that was probably the experience. I also remember going to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two at the final, um, one. The final one at, uh, at uh, the cinemas. And I remember it was like a, a midnight showing. There was this absolute goose dressed as Hagrid who was doing all the announcements. You kidding? Um, yeah. Imagine, imagine having yeah. to do that. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't, you know. You, you really can't? Can't remember, can't remember when you did that? Oh, me, was it? Oh, it, it was, was me. Yes, that's right. It was yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I do remember this. Yes, I can remember that now. Yep. That, I'm talking about that is a thing that happened. Sake. Yep. No, that definitely happened. I do remember that. You really seen um, over that. <laughs> what was that in 2010, 2011? Yeah, I remember sitting there. I was like four rows back. And I was like, oh, it's Morgan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Jeez. Um, what about if, if movies are based on like books? Um, I know you actually like read like substantial novels and stuff a bit. Like if books, comic books, do you read or do you follow that kind I don't really of thing? Read no- go them I don't really read novels. Them? I don't really read novels. I'm more of an educated man, but uh, I do like some of the uh, film adaption of Stephen King's uh, books. Sure, I think they're always good. That's um, actually one of your picks, I noticed too in the uh, in your picks here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like the story behind it is really cool. Like, do you know like the whole like backstory behind that? Like in the novel apparently it comes from like a or the planets are all sitting on a turtle or something it's a whole big fucking yeah it's a weird well, I, I haven't read the book but i remember that seeing the the second film and it ends a bit bizarrely because of that yeah so there's a turtle involved that all the planets sit on it's a big weird mess um yeah i mean i don't like the marvel movies I've never been into the avengers any of that yeah. not a big fan i know that breaks your heart um a little bit it's just this there's some kiwi director that i just i'll not stand for this what you're about to say that's not happening i'm going to cut that right out if you think you're putting that comment in this that's not what's his name Watiti, and i'll have none of it i tell you what he can put his tiki torch out it makes me sick he's not a good director terrible actor fabulous an amazing filmmaker Check out his work. It's true. I've never seen any of these movies. I just know that once I said something about him and a new crack the shits, it's great. Great to get a reaction yeah. out of you. You spoke absolute nonsense, absolute slander, and I put you in your place because I wasn't having it. And it was simply not true what you were saying. And it was yeah. so uninformed and it was no good. All right. We've got a first trailer coming up. It's one of the films you've picked, and it is Shawshank Redemption. Taking bets today, Red. Smoke's a coin. Better's choice. Smoke. Put me down for two. All right, who's your horse? That little sack of shit. Eight. 
Eight from the front. He'll be first. Oh, bullshit. I'll take that action. Yeah, me too. You're out some smoke, son. Let me tell you. Well, Haywood, you're so smart, you call it. I'll take the chubby fat ass there, the fifth one from the front. Put me down for quarter deck. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. Looked like a stiff breeze would blow him over. That was my first impression of the man. What do you say, Red? A tall drink of water with a silver spoon up his ass. That guy? Never happened. Ten cigarettes. That's a rich bet. All right, who's gonna prove me wrong? Haywood? <laughs> Digger? <laughs> Steve? Floyd? <laughs> oh, brave souls. Hey, it's the Shawshank Redemption, one of my favorite films. Um, I love this movie. I've watched it several times. I probably watch it like once a year, I think now. When I was a kid, I really got into it. And um, I just think it's a great story. It's one of those movies where you follow the story from start to finish. You start it with one solid feeling about the main characters and then you change throughout. It's thought-provoking to consider the criminal justice system and it's it's like a, it's emotive in the sense that it makes you feel for the people, the, the prisoners, and it starts asking questions about, oh, you know, are we really rehabilitating people? Uh, and probably was one of the first movies to really look at things like people who spend time in prison then not being able to make it uh, out into the, the real world. Make it out, yeah. Yeah, Brooks killed himself because he just he can't deal with yeah. it. He 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 threatens. Cars weren't a thing or, when he went in, and he comes out. I remember, and like he's like cars are everywhere. And he, he said he had yeah, one of them before he went in. I saw once when I was a kid, and, and now uh, they're everywhere he goes. So, you know, I, I think it is a good movie. I recently just talked Dixon into watching it with me. Um, she, I've been into it for years about it, and she, she was like, oh, fine, we'll watch it. And she liked it too. So um, I was really happy with that. Awesome. I agree. That's a really good one. Um, I, I have the unfortunate... Uh, I don't know, mistake of seeing that one for the first time in a year 12 English class. Oh, no. like four, three or four lessons broken down where the teacher just like stops it at points. and like Terrible. You do breakdowns and I'm like, damn, I actually wish I had seen that in one proper sitting all at once. I remember going and buying it on like um, Blu-ray afterward because I really enjoyed it. But I was like, man, I really wish I had seen that. We had um, this. We had Memento. Oh, Remember yeah, Memento? That's a Christopher Nolan one, yeah. Yeah, and I've never watched it since because we watched it and I just didn't pay attention throughout the entire yeah. English class. I will, I probably should watch it. I think it's on Netflix, but um, just never got around to it because it is. Yeah. It was so. Um, it kind of dull. ruins it for you. And, it ruins yeah. it because you look too deeply into it. And you start trying to just like come up with things that they. It's a whole. It's a whole mess. I hate it. But yeah. anyway, um, I, Shawshank's uh, definitely up there with with one of the and. A very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. A great movie. Yeah. Loved by most. For sure. I looked up a little bit of trivia that I thought you might find interesting on this one. Mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption was released theatrically twice in the year 1994. Flopped both times. The first time it flopped so bad, they were like, uh, we just, the, like all the executives were like, oh, we just don't think the the audience got this. So they tried again and put it out theatrically a second time and still no one saw it. 
and it didn't find its legs and become financially successful until it was put out on VHS the following year. Yeah, I did That's know madness. that. That's madness. Because looking back on now, everyone talks about that film about like how amazing it is. Mm. And I associate that with like, oh, so everyone must have seen that at the movies, but it was no, not no one would have hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's and no one would have seen it at the movies. They would have read the reviews and go, I'm not going to see that. So their first experiences with the Shawshank Redemption would have been at home, which I wonder, I wonder if that adds to the feeling of like familiarity, familiar, familiarity, familiarity with the film and why people love it so much. Maybe because yeah. the first time they watched it was in their house or, or yeah, something like that. Just on their own or with yeah. fewer people than they would have at the cinema. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. I, um, I can't believe that because I just having I think worked at the cinema during between 2010 and 2020 like all the successful films I can think of were films that were massive and everyone kind of like came to see but yeah but you know some movies are great like um and they they sort of find their feet afterward I I think Fight Club was another one yeah I I may be wrong but I think Fight Club but there's other movies that do really well at cinemas and that shit like that uh, New Zealand director tied to Ivasa not Um, that's All right, I got a couple more questions for you. What do you, what movie do you think has the best uh, soundtrack, like actual radio songs throughout the movie, and then has like the best uh, score, like the orchestral music and stuff like that? Um, best. The worst would be Thor Ragnarok. Um, absolutely terrible. Absolute slander. <laughs> that score, but- I'll have you know, has been done by Mark Mothersbaugh. Of the I band Devo, <laughs> I don't care what his I don't care what his mother did. All right, get over it. I bet um, your dad likes him. That's what your dad used to listen to in the sheds before a game. What? Devo. Devo. What do you mean? The guy that what did who, the score for Thor Ragnarok was in a band called a, Devo, and Tony what? Butterfield used to listen to Devo in the sheds to pump the boys up. How do you Slapping know? Slapping them on the ass, listening to Devo, just partying on in the sheds at what Marathon Stadium. Even, what did Devo even sing? I don't know. I just know that's the band. Devo. I'm sure I can. Th- oh, hold on. I'll look it up on Spotify. Nah, Devo's a type of car. You're a fool. Um, <laughs> the uh, sure. the best score. Titanic's a great score. Okay. Interesting. That, yeah. that was great. And if you've ever watched the behind the scenes footage of how they play that score to the film and it's this huge orchestra, I think that's really, really cool. Um, yeah. You know, they, they produced an album and a movie in the same. And I, I don't know. I, it's probably something I haven't thought about that much, but really, really cool. Sure. Uh, what do you think? I'll be interested to see what you say for this one. What do you think is the funniest film? Step Brothers. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the most the most well written film is comedy is Aeroplane. Um, sure. But by far, Step Brothers. I loved it. Great film. Yeah. I haven't watched it in such a long time. I should watch it again because it is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think that came out when we were like 15 or 16 or so, yes. and it was great. It was when we were right on the cusp of the age of the film rating bracket. Yeah, and yeah. We not being old enough when it initially came out and just seeing it before really? it finished. Yeah. I remember, I think, year 11 camp. I just, myself and a bloke called Isaac Morgan, we used to scream stepbrothers quotes while everyone was trying to sleep. <laughs> um Get your balls up, man. It, it, it's a great movie. Thoroughly recommend if you haven't seen it. Um, no, I love, love Step Brothers for sure. I think a, a movie too that you find really funny is one that 
is funny beyond the first watch. Like if you can come back to it and laugh just as hard to like, you definitely remember it more. If you like a lot yeah. of people watch movies and you say it's funny, but it, I, I don't know if you come back to it in a year's time or however frequently you want to come back to it, if it doesn't continue. To make well, you might laugh. watch it. You might watch it mindlessly, but there's very few films that you'll watch again and actually audibly laugh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think Step Brothers is definitely that one. For sure. Uh, what about what about scariest film? What do you think is the scariest film you've ever seen? Um, you know what I hated, based on not genuine fear. I think the second Conjuring is scarier than the first. Yeah, I think that the genuine fear was, and it's a bad movie, but um, the second Blair Witch Project. Oh, like the found footage. Oh, the whole thing is just running through the woods and then every like 45 seconds is just something that just jumps out and it's like, ah! <laughs> it's like, fuck. I watched the whole film just doing these ones. Yeah. Oh, that's an intense movie. Um, All right. Do you remember and- when we went and saw um, Paranormal Activity when we were teenagers, the first one? Yeah, that was, that was good. That was scary. Did not rate that. As as I, I, I remember when that happened. To start. I remember when you were being a big old that. hero trying to show off to one of the girls that came. And I remember. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I remember watching that, and when Old Love's leg gets pulled out of the, or not uh, before that, when they lift up the sheets, and the ghost lifts up lifts up the sheets, and the whole audience was like, <gasps> like I don't think you'd get that now. Yeah, no. I really, I really can't see that happening. Um, yeah. People are just sort of used to it now, but for some reason, like not too long ago, what was that, like 12 years ago or something? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 2009, people, maybe? Yeah. People yeah. were genuinely, like, I don't know, scared, shocked. Frightened, yeah. Frightened, yeah. That, that movie's like, that was made for like $15,000. Yeah. Like, and, and then, but I think it too, real. it was also, it had that Blair Witch thing where it was like, Found footage. footage, yeah. Like it was, this wasn't a movie. This was a a video camera that we found that had this recording on it. And And there was people that genuinely believed that. And when you think about it, like, hang on, if this was a crime scene, would they really just play this at the movies? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, I agree. Um, But yeah, no, that that was definitely creepy. But yeah, the the Blair Witch second one, if you ever see that, it's just, yeah, it's a big mess. But anyway, what's coming up next in the trailers? You've got saving, no, you don't. What do you have next? Hey, you have the, hey. the Conjuring. The Conjuring is oh, what you got next. <laughs> we're changing tack. Let's have a look at The Conjuring. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. Thanks for coming. Hi, I'm Roger. Lorraine. Hey, nice to meet you, Roger Ed Warren. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Please, come in. Thank you. So. Oh, my God. Look at you all. Who are these beautiful young women? Andrea, the oldest, Nancy, Cindy, Christine, and April. It's Mr. and Mrs. Warren. We, um, we're all sleeping down here now. Mm. The girls feel safer, and it's warmer. I'm constantly turning up the heat, but the house is always freezing. It's not a problem with the furnace, though. I mean, not that I can find. gotten a lot worse the past few nights there's this awful smell like rotting meat that moves around the house Uh, what 
What is it? Well, our rancid smells could indicate some type of demonic activity. Well, that's to keep those doors from banging at night. Otherwise, it's like all night long, just like that. Does it come in threes? Yeah. Stops at dawn? Uh-huh. Well, sometimes it's meant as an insult to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I was shit scared of this. I didn't watch it for years. Uh, and I think I, I first watched it with Dixon when we first started going out years ago. And I think it is, I love horror movies. I know you don't. We've dragged you to a couple over the years. You saw The Glass Conjuring with us, right? Yeah, we watched the third yeah. one just before we went into lockdown. Maybe it was the second last thing we saw. Which I thought was too, um, too fake. It was too, it relied too much on the, uh, the, the computer generated images, the, yeah. um, the special effects, those type of things. Whereas you go back to the first Conjuring and they're talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren and their um, journey to a particular house uh, that is haunted. And oh, what's old mate's name who plays the dad in it? Do you, do you remember him? Um, um, Patrick Wilson. Is that? No, no, no. He plays Ed. Uh, the other bloke. Um, I'll have a bit of a look. He's a really well-known actor. He's in a lot of different things. Oh, I know what he's in. He's in, and this didn't make my list because... Um, he couldn't, it was a mini series and not a movie. movie. Yeah. But my favorite all over movie mini series that I've ever seen is Band of Brothers. Sure. And um, Ron Livingston, who plays the dad okay. in that film, yeah. plays Nixon in Band of Brothers. Yeah. Um, anyway, that it's just a good, it's a well written film. James Wan directs it masterfully and um the way that he works around not showing the ghostly apparitions and shit early on in the film is really really it creates the fear within yourself rather than being shown and that's what we saw in the third one everything was shown to you straight away the nun this well not the nun but the second conjuring is still good like they use a creepy nun um and i think that's quite good but the way that they don't show anything for a long time in the first one. That's uh, actually think something possibly worse. Yeah. And when you actually see it, yeah, it's, it's, it's been built up in your own head, like your own fear. You've projected your own fear onto what their, their teasing is to come. Absolutely. Yeah. And surprisingly, the second Conjuring was up there with the first one. Very rarely do you get a sequel just as good. Have you yeah. watched both of these movies? I think I've seen the second one. And the third one, I'm not 100% sure I've actually watched the you first one. You should watch the first one. It's good. It's yeah. really, really good. I highly recommend it. And, um, you know, it's got a bit of history to it and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy The Conjuring. I think it's a good film. I think everyone should watch it, regardless if you're into horror or not, or scary movies or not. Um, there is a lack of jump scares, which I like. I find them very yeah. cheap. Um, but, yeah, no, good film. It is. I, there's a bit more trivia on this one. And one of them, I think, kind of falls directly to what you were talking about but the film is shot in chronological order the first one is so yes. i can imagine like for the actor's benefit and the people making it exactly what you were just talking about like not seeing it but building up until that that final reveal shooting it that way definitely helps and obviously with everything you just said obviously kind of proved that by the way it, it affected you and how you felt about the film i think 
um, for a film that contains no sex, nudity, much coarse language, uh, and is also mostly bloodless violence, received quite a, a severe like rating. So in Australia, it traded MA. In America, it's a it's an R rating, which is the equivalent, I'm pretty sure, over there. But it doesn't have things that would normally be associated with a film rated that. It's rated that purely because of the suspense and the actual fear that is mm. intended to occur while you watch the film, which I thought was quite interesting that it's been rated or like not, not censored, but rated to such a degree, I thought was kind of... Well, they are those movies that you were speaking about before that are an experience. They're not just entertainment, mindless entertainment. It is genuine, you know, um, stress and fear and all this type of stuff that goes through your system. It's not something you go to watch just to be entertained and relaxed. It might be, but if you're really into that, but if you go and see it, chances are you're going to be stressed throughout it. You're going to be sure. uh, feeling all these different feelings. And I think they really achieved that quite well. Do you, if movies win like awards and stuff like that, or are getting like really great ratings and stuff on, uh, I don't know, like Rotten Tomatoes, is that like, do you follow that? Like, is that a good indication to you? Of, yeah, I'd probably like to go and see this based on the response it's getting. Uh, awards, not so much. I know there's a lot of movies that have got big awards and they're shit. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes, I usually go with the audience score. Sure. There's a lot of movies on there that have the sort of tomato-ometer, tomato-ometer. Um, they have it really high for like the, the professionals, like the professional critics, the critic score, yeah. and they're bad. But if you go, yeah. it's usually somewhere in between the critic score and the user score. And that's sort of how you work out if it's a good movie or not. When, when Claire and I are trolling through Netflix trying to find something to watch, she'll say something, I'll say something, I'll look at Rotten Tomatoes and then I'll sort of make a decision from there. I know with horror movies, most Rotten Tomatoes scores is around, if they're good, they're like around 60. Yeah. Um, and uh, if they're really bad, they're like at nine. Yeah. Uh, so if they're around 60, I'll probably watch it. Um, anything lower than that, I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends. Yeah, some comedies same, maybe. I noticed like a lot of the things I really seem to like seem to be in the mid sixties to mid seventies range. Yeah. The stuff that really stands out to me, and then oh, some, well, I, some of the big, really good stuff I also think is good too. But a lot of it I think is like hype and stuff, maybe. Like, well, let's have a look. What was the first film I said? Um, Shawshank. The first one he did was Shawshank, which on Let's... IMDb is like the highest rated film on the service. It's like nine point something. But on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 98% audience score with 250,000 ratings. Yeah, it's huge. That's a lot. And then what was after that? It was um, The Conjuring. Conjuring. Uh, the first one. That got 83%. Yeah. With 100,000 ratings, which is, as I said, really, really good. Huge. Um, and now do the third one. See what the third one sits at. All right. We've got the second one's next, 81%. Yeah. So only just only just down. Where's the third one? Don't make me type the letter or the number three. Um, the Conjuring 3. Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, 84%. Okay, so it's still up higher there. than the first one. Yeah, the higher than that. the first one, higher than the second yeah. one, isn't it? Uh, third one got this is audience score, but it, but the tomatometer, tomatometer for the like the critics was fifty six percent on this one, so really low. Uh, audience score on the third is eighty four percent. Audience score on the second 
was a 1%. 84 is the winner of the third. And the first one, 83. But the first one's got 100,000 ratings sure. on the audience score. And the third one's got only um, 1,000. So take from that what you will. What's a film then? What's a film that you saw and you loved, but you've, you've revisited it and you've been like, actually, that's not, that's not that good. I, don't, I remember that being a lot better than I thought. Oh, um, maybe Big Daddy. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't. Yeah. I don't. I can't recall off the top of my head. Sure. I actually don't watch too many movies. I'm more into series. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I really enjoy series. I actually just watched The Good Doctor, um, but then in the last series, it got really woke. No, no. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah, Big Daddy maybe. Um, sure. I don't know. There's other ones that got better over time, like Billy Madison got better over yeah. time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good question. Okay. What What's a movie, what movie surprised you the most? Like you went to see it and you're like, oh, whatever, this is fine. I'll just see it. And you actually were like, actually, I'm really glad I did see that. That's very, it's mm. very good. It's probably for you. It's probably all the Taika Waititi films, I would imagine. Taika um, Tuitaki? No, I never heard of him. Um, I don't know. There is, there has been a lot where we've left the cinema going, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember I love, we looked at a Jungle Cruise pretty impressed. I didn't, yeah, didn't think that. Good. I thought it would be good. I didn't, but I enjoyed that more than I thought too. I, yeah, I did too. Out. I did too. I was expecting it to be like, oh yeah, whatever, something to do. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There's a lot. Like I love spy films. Um, don't like 007 though, which is strange. Maybe I'll get into it oh, when okay. I get older. Don't know. Um, I love, you know, James Wan's an amazing director. Past the Conjuring as well. Um, I thought, what's the what's the fucking fish one? Aquaman, Aquaman, Fishman. Yeah. That was good. Anchorman's amazing. The first yeah. one. I like the second one, but only because it was Anchorman. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Morks. That's a good question. What is a film that you've seen and you really liked it, but you probably actually won't watch it again? Like just saying it the once was enough. Jungle Cruise. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I think. Movies like The Notebook. Yeah. That was, that's a good movie, but I, I can't see myself watching it too many times. Yeah. The Green Mile's good. I've probably only watched that twice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that and Shawshank often get paired together. They're very similar. too. Yeah. You know, they could have, they should have. This is what they should have done. They should have done it. Um, was, was Spielberg the director in both? No, not neither, I think. Yeah, well, I guess I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I'm sure. Yeah, because sure Shawshank is uh, Frank Darabont. I'm, I'm not sure who Green Mile is, but I don't think it's Spielberg. Let's take a quick I, look. I, Are you pulling it up? I, well, I've got to be somewhat right. Director. Green Mile is directed by Frank. Frank both Darabont. directed by Frank Darabont, not Steven Spielberg. They do both oh. have the same director. So, okay, oh, no. sorry, my mistake. I actually meant to say Frank Darabont. Um, I'm sure Steven Spielberg. Fuck, I can't spell. Spiel. S P I E L B E R G. No, I mean I, we know he didn't direct it, but I just feel like. He was involved somehow. Uh, Steven Spielberg was a producer. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go with that. 
Yeah, Steven Spielberg. But my point is, it would be great if these two films, The Green Mile and The Shawshank Redemption, were connected in some way. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're not. But it'd be nice if they were. Yeah, that would be cool. Let's move on to your third and final trailer. And it oh, is the movie Braveheart. Film. You've come to fight as three men. And three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Alright? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds. Many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Sons of Scotland. <laughs> what a great movie. I love Braveheart. I think it's a great movie. It's actually, as I watched it, I only used to watch the fighting scenes. I don't know what that tells you about me as a kid, but <laughs> um, but the, the story is really good. Um, quite a sad story and um, a quote-unquote true story. Uh, when we were over in, uh, in Scotland, we got to go to his uh, memorial. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, lo- I love Braveheart. I think it's a really good film. Yeah, cool. I uh, I did look up a bit of info on this one that I thought you'd find interesting too. So Mel Gibson initially turned down the opportunity to play the role of William Wallace in the film. Yeah, it's because but... uh, Frank Darabond wasn't directing. <laughs> it sounds about right. Uh, but then he was told by Paramount Pictures that uh, they would only finance the film if he would play the character. But he didn't want to because he thought he was too old. To okay. play the character, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. interesting and reason for a film that's also set in Scotland. Uh, only a very few scenes are actually filmed there, with most of it actually filmed in Ireland. Oh, which I guess looks similar enough, and you couldn't tell. It's a, but it's the same place. Get over yourselves. <laughs> and then the 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 battle, the Stir- the Battle of Stirling, was filmed over six weeks. Really. Which is huge. That's our that's our Christmas holidays here in Australia. That's that is that's massive. massive. And uh, it's a and huge roughly, battle too. It's massive, and it was shot on film too. It wasn't up to digital yet, which was roughly half a million feet of film, which was about ninety hours of footage was shot Christ. to create a twenty minute sequence at the end of that film. That's uh, and I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen the shot in this uh, where they're going to battle and there's they've kind of framed out a road. There's like a green sloping hill and just a white van just comes around the corner. Really? <laughs> have you never seen this? No, I don't think I have. Just Google image search that for yourself now and you'll just... <laughs> the white van in Braveheart, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're like all about to take off and there's like a sloping green hill. Isn't there a, isn't there a plane in Troy as well? Probably. Oh, yeah, there's two. 
Fuck me. It's coming out of nowhere. That's so bad. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a plane in Troy as well. Okay. Throw that up on the screen. It's uh, just look. sort of up there in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing uh, battle scenes. The only battle scene that I've seen that was close to that is uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I can't remember what the battle is, but uh, it's in the later couple of seasons and it's um, uh, bloody, what's his fucking name? Um, old mate riding into battle and it's hectic. It's a hectic scene. So I'm yeah. sure people who like Game of Thrones know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's um, it's up there with Braveheart, but Braveheart still reigns supreme because it was shot so long ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just the amount of effort that it would take to... Do that. Uh, that film also, I'm pretty sure, has a lot of trouble with like animal rights people because it uses fake a lot of fake horses because of the injuries that you see horses get. So they built like fake and robotic horses and stuff to to obviously take the hits for those kind of shots they needed to get, and they they'd have to like send proof to like animal rights people that would yeah. criticize well, the film back. Like, Actually, it's not. It's that's not real. Why, we um, take this as the greatest compliment because you obviously thought it was real. So that's why Frank Darabon didn't get the film because he wanted to use real horses. <laughs> people were like, nah, man, we can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> Who Sorry. plays that's, Isaac yeah, Butterfield that's... in the Isaac Butterfield biopic? Um, Mel Gibson. Does he? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. What about your favorite character in any movie ever? Who's that? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know, Maud. Someone. You. Frank DeBond, whatever his name was. Director. <laughs> Very good. What about your favourite filmmaker? I'm going to assume it's Frank Darabont or Ty Darabont. Frank Darabont and Ty. If, if those two team up with James Wan, I'm going to be the happiest man alive. There you go. I hate, I'll tell you who I hate. i tell you who I hate, I hate, I hate. What's old mate's name? Michael Bay. Can't stand Michael Bay. What is your problem today? Why are you just spitting absolute slander in every possible direction? He just, just blows everything up. It's stupid. Yeah, it's he, called he, mayhem. Love it. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, the best. He's trying to be like Nicolas Cage where he's a meme, but he's not. He's just silly. He directed Nicolas Cage in The Rock where all those memes come from. Well, what's The Rock? I've never seen The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's the only rock I know. You he directed The Rock in Pain and Gain with Mark Wahlberg. He's all over. That's him, actually see? not a bad movie. See? I'll give him that. That's his only good one. The rest, like Transformers, terrible movies. Megan Fox, overrated. That is not the conversation we had yesterday four, with Dixon and I when we saw all those Met Gala It was 15 years movies. ago. Get over it. She's what film? with three children. What film has the best ending? Buddy, this podcast, um, the best <laughs> ending. Um, ah, shit, I don't know. You should have given me these questions earlier. Uh, I thought it'd be better to get you like this. Mm. I'll get back to you on that one. Probably one with like a twist. I would have thought for you. Like yeah, I like, I like the M Night. I like the M Night Shyamalan movie. They're good. Oh, um, very good. Uh, the Shawshank's a good ending too. Yes, I'll give you that. Mm. All right, your feature film is. It's time. What a movie. Shawshank. Uh, no, it's not Shawshank. <laughs> <an idiot. laughs> it's Saving Private Ryan, which is directed by who? By Frank DeBond. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Clear the room! 30 seconds! Got me with you! Horse side stick, starboard side stick. Move fast and clear those murder holes! 
want to see plenty of beef between men. Five men is a juicy opportunity. One man is a waste of ammo. Stand out of your weapons. Keep those actions clear. We'll see you on the beach. This movie is an absolute classic. Um, the landing scene in D-Day is just unbelievable. The way the story ties together is incredible. Um, the, the landing scene in the D-Day portion of uh, the film apparently is so uh, emotive in people who are actually involved in the landing on D-Day that there was one dude who smelt diesel fumes as he sat and watched it in the theatre. It was that realistic. They think that it's probably the most realistic um, depiction of war and terror and death and violence. Um, the way that at the start of the film, you don't know who you're actually watching that's tied in at the it's end. It's actually I a think cool it's, twist, I guess, yeah. It is a cool twist. I highly recommend that film to anyone. Uh, it's full on, it's great, and it's... Um, it's a good movie. I love war movies, so that's 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 why it's yeah. number one. Oh, very good. Um, that Omaha, the beach landing, cost eleven million dollars to stage and shoot, which of isn't that film. much in comparison. It doesn't seem like that no. much now, but of that film's entire budget, like eleven million dollars just for that like that twenty minute thing, I think is um, and well spent because that's what people remember 100%. about it. Yeah, yeah. and also. I, I didn't think this was true when I read it. I, I kind of had to look it up quickly this afternoon, but that's kind of like a, to make it seem real and a, like an actual human perspective, it's handheld. So the camera is kind of moving around a lot, but when you get scared and you, you, you actually start to shake, they, the camera operator would be holding a drill with something on the end of the drill and they would change the torque settings. Really? As he'd hold the camera, he'd, pull the drill and it would spin and it like hit the camera causing yeah, this jittery yeah. looking effect as if like you know someone's wow. holding the gun or like they're if they're frightened and they're like it's really fine shape like, so yeah. I was like, like you have crazy. adrenaline because if yeah. you've got adrenaline running through your system you're not full-on shaking but you just like you just can't keep your hands still yeah, i think that's really can't cool keep them steady so if you watch it again like it, it's moving around and stuff but the ones where it's more steady and still it's it's still, still shaking like, got this jittery like shake thing going on which i thought was yeah. kind of crazy but makes heaps of sense if you think about it and it would be like that would go over so many people's heads because that movement mm. is so like Def minute like, mm. yeah absolutely but absolutely crazy um i've got two more quick questions for you i know you're gonna go right. what between like now and the end of the year if we can get to the movies what do you think you're most looking forward to seeing I don't know what's coming out, but no idea. Everything keeps changing, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's coming out. Free gun no with Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi? Probably. Well, you half got me excited, then no. Um, no, I'll go and see that. I'll go and see that for sure. Um, yeah, I'll just have a look at... James Bond. Which you're not maybe into. I should. Maybe I should try James Bond again. I, don't, I think you wouldn't mind him. 
I think give it a, enjoy I could give it a go. Fragrance. I should give it a go. Um, Saving Private Ryan, 93% and 95% rated Huge. higher than... Um, oh, no, it wasn't rated higher than... The other one was 98%. But, yeah. Mate, that's uh, that's all I've got time for today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's I fucked you around with the timing. But um, <laughs> I think we've we've covered a lot of ground. Have you got any other questions that you wanted to ask me for, for a rapid-fire round? I had one more question. And Hit me. It's a, it's a review of one of your four films, and I wanted to see if you could guess what it was. Sure. And potentially defend it. And then we'll have to see you off because I realize you better go. The title of this review, it's a one-star review. Yep. And it's the title is Maybe Fun If You're Religious. It starts pretty good and interesting, but you'll soon figure out it's just a religious, boring, cliche after cliche movie. What movie That's do you it. think that is? That's it. It'd have to be The Conjuring. It is. I didn't think you'd get that. I, yeah. for some reason, thought you were thinking maybe Braveheart for some reason. No, no, no. The <laughs> Conjuring does have, because um, Old Mate in it is quite, uh, he's a religious sort of guy. Sure. And they always talk about, you know, oh, you got to, and I watched a lot of uh, Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Warren, a lot of his stuff, and he always talks about God and stuff. So he's, he, James, James Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that's who definitely who plays him. Um, what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick. Isn't James Post. Patrick Stewart? Doesn't he play Barney in How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, that's Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Fuck it. Who's yeah. James Patrick Stewart? I'm absolute fire today, Butterfield. <laughs> James Patrick. I've got to. I've got to go to a meeting where I'm doing a brand deal. It's going to make me some money, and I'm just looking up James Patrick Stewart instead. James Patrick Stewart. Who is he? He's a dude. What is he in? Can you work out who that is? Not what is he in? James Patrick Stewart is a person, so he's in movies. Um, I have to figure this out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. This has taken a turn for the worst. I don't know what I've seen him in. The Penguins of Madagascar is coming up. Yeah, he's in that. Justice League, he's in that. Scooby-Doo. He's a voice actor, mainly. Look at this guy. General Hospital. Absolute plug. My favourite actor is James Patrick Stewart, apparently. <laughs> Neil Patrick, James Patrick, same person. Morgan Brown, it's been an absolute real time and I've it's thoroughly really enjoyed. I've I thoroughly did. enjoyed my episode of Snacking on Popcorn with Morgan Brown, <laughs> um, which is what the show should have been called. Yeah, uh, Great podcast. Go and subscribe on, on Spotify and where you find your podcasts. Um, it's been a real, real honour to be here with you. Thanks so much. Where can... Uh... Where can people find you? Are you going off on tour this year again or is that nah, out the window? I'm at home. All right. I'm everywhere. You know where to find me, you big idiots. Look me up. I'm beautiful. <laughs> Goodbye. Love Perfect. you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts. And cut. <laughs>